Live streaming is on. All right. We're live on Monero Talk with Andrew Florio. He's uh, he's a little nervous. This is his first time on uh, streaming on YouTube. I told him, no Cheers, worries. Uh, we're just two guys who will be chatting uh, crypto, which is which is what we do here. Uh, Andrew um, is running the Spez Monero project. I probably totally butchered that name. I'm not an I Esperanto guy. I can't even say the the uh, the Android wallet properly, Manarujo. I always thought Esperanto. The whole point of Esperanto was that it's supposed to be like something global and easy, but it it seems to be the opposite for me. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's, I'm sure it's a it's a self taught thing. You know, you have to be able to like speak it and speak it with other people. And if you don't, you know, obviously. But we're testing that today. Yeah. So. So let's get right into it. So what, what exactly is the project that you're working on? If you want to quickly describe it and uh, how you came to to work on it and what it has to do with Monero and Esperanto. Right. Uh, so initially how I uh, first started off with uh, going on, like learning about crypto and all that sort of thing. Uh, well, long story short, uh, I was on Reddit. Uh, I started hitting, um, I was bored one day, I uh, started hitting the random button. I uh, got to Monero, uh, or, or I guess uh, the subreddit for Monero, and uh, I learned about it that way. And, and long story short, I, I got really into the collectibles side of thing on Bitcoin Talk, the the forum there. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I saw so much money being passed around. Uh, so like, I mean, like insanely amount, like the, the amount of money that was being bought for collectibles. Like I didn't realize how much collectibles were actually valued in the crypto community until i got there and uh you know in, in this point in time you know the the dev fund it was just you know it's on getmonero.org um and i was i was always wanting to do something for the dev community i wanted to be a become you know a part of the, the community in some type of way um i didn't really know how to do that and i always had this idea in my head a little if i created a collectible that could self-fund itself uh and it, you know, if you, from the profits that is originated from the sales, then that could um, continue this trend of where we just keep on continuing. Uh, uh, at the time, I wanted to do like uh, like silver coins. That was the whole idea at the beginning, um, which that didn't pan out just because it's too tedious. But anyways, um, I, I I wanted to I wanted to be able to create something that just kind of keeps on generating funds for the dev team that gets donated to the the general dev fund, um, and it's a way for me to work on a cool project every six months. So I I find that uh, uh, interesting myself. Um, <clears throat> but you know since the since the Monero team you know uh, we go through hard forks you know the biannual upgrades every two years or twice every year. Uh, I thought it was a cool way. To have a, um, I guess a self-generating fund for the the development team, and that's mm -hmm. that's initially where the project came from. Yeah. So all so the all the profits. profits oh, wait, I'm getting uh, feedback here. Hold on a sec. All the profits go to the Monero development. That yeah, that's that's right. So um, so at the beginning, so we have uh two notes. Uh, one is 100 milli, so like the 0.1 Monero. The second one is the 0.2 Monero. Um, and so with the general sales, so right now it's being sold at, um, at the time it was 35 bucks and I set it at a flat rate in Bitcoin. So, um, 
that was I, I was initially trying to first off uh, start the project by recuperating my initial start like um, the funds to start the project. And so for the next uh, the next series of notes that I'm be creating for the carbon series for the next uh, biennial upgrade, uh, it would be the profits from that would instead go to the dev fund and also produce another series of notes and so on. It just kind of self-funds itself, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but that's the whole idea of it. Yeah. Now, is anybody else making these notes? I know like Bitcoin, that was a thing. Is this kind of the first version for Monero notes? Have there been others? <clears throat> no, actually not. So there have been notes that have been made. Uh, um, like as well as coins so at first it was um it, it was well not first uh it was uh bit bills i think that was the first official uh physical bitcoin um and then it was mike cassatius or um uh, mike caldwell he he did cassatius coins he really you know every news uh topic you would go on a bitcoin it would be that would be the thing that you would look at that would that put bitcoin into the physical realm um, essentially. And so, uh, with, you know, later on down the road, you know, you started having, um, so who I work with is, uh, the team's called polymer bit. Um, so I work with these two guys out of Switzerland. Um, and, uh, they, uh, they create these polymer notes. So it feels like, uh, real notes actually, you know, I mean, it's in a case, but you can see like it, it has the same type of look to it as, um, so it has the same kind of, I guess texture to it as a as a dollar bill, but it's uh, it's a synthetic polymer, um, and what that it, it just it in other words it, they have been creating uh, notes for Bitcoin and Monero as well, uh, but this is the first time we're doing something that's like in a charitable aspect. So it's a uh, it's the first time that you know there, there's a product or a collectible being sold. That's going towards, I guess, a charitable donation, mm. non for profit. And, and, and Polymer Notes has been doing it for Monero already. Uh, yeah, so there's actually been a, a couple of series. Um, so the first one ever was like a test note that you know he made um, or the team made, and um, there's been a couple others, but they they don't really uh, I guess like specifically make just Bitcoin notes or just make Monero notes or just make whatever they, they kind of have a i would say um i think they have around like five different six different coins that they they produce i'm not 100 percent sure on that so don't quote me on that but um I, I, I you know they they make a they're really just specializing in making cool wallet notes that you can put a hologram over it so um the whole purpose you know the whole point of like loadable type of uh, collectibles is to have the private key under uh, I'm sorry for the listeners if you're listening on the podcast, but on the video you'll be see like a little sticker that has a hologram, uh, and then you peel this hologram right here that has the monomic uh, uh, 24 seed right here, um, and then so I, and then before we send out the notes, we ensure that you know the person actually did fund the address, the public address. That's right there. So, oh, and so it, get, it gets funded. So wait, hold on. So I, I buy one of these notes right. um, from you, and yep. then I fund it before you even ship it? Right. So you, you buy the note, uh, which is 35 bucks. Uh, at the, you know, I set it at a flat Bitcoin rate at the time. I think it was 
I can't remember. Um, and um, so you buy the note, and then you fund individually 0.1 or 0.2 based in to this address, and then we you provide the transaction hash, which we verify. Uh, and and only until then we send it out. So every note that you see out in the wild, you know that it has your point one or your point two. And then it, as the long as that hologram hasn't been removed, disrupted, right. or moved in any way, you know that it's it's got the the Monero. Yes. So the yeah. So a lot of a lot of the coins and a lot of the notes that have been made in the past that um in the collectible community, if you're loading it. Uh, you can see if you have those hologram notes. The the point of that is that if you peel it, uh, it leaves behind like a a residue, um, like a a void. It says something on it that you can definitely not put the sticker back and make it look like you know it's still loaded or anything like that, or you haven't seen the seed. Right. Um, in in order to spend the funds, so it'd be very hard to do. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. I guess it's a little trickier than with, or it would potentially be easier with Monero than with Bitcoin to pull a fraud like that, right? Yeah. Because, I so, mean, with Bitcoin, you could always check the blockchain and see that. Right. So Bitcoin. on the on the thread, so that was that was one of the things that I was kind of worried about because you know um, one of the things that uh, Casatius, the, the the main guy that you know you see for Bitcoin, he got uh, in trouble back in 2013 or. Yeah, it was 2013 about, uh, you know, with the, I forgot which entity it was in the U.S., but, it, you know, essentially saying that he was trying to money launder, um, you know, for other people. And just because he's taking in funds and he's funding the the wallet himself. And so I wanted to make sure that he, you know, you're getting, you're able to prove that someone else was to fund the, the note, right? So th- I would you know, say like if you provide the transaction hash yourself, then that way you can be able to kind of sort of prove that it's not originating from me or someone else. It's just funding from you're the person that's funding the wallet yourself, and just to avoid legal, I guess, jeopardies that I don't really know that much about. But just well, to kind of yeah, go I mean, I guess I, guess I keep getting I feedback. Get I don't feedback. know if it's on your end, your end or... or oh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard any feedback yet, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess with yeah, selling, because then it's like you're selling, selling Monero, Monero essentially Monero. at that point. Right, yeah. And I guess that there would be some uh, currency, I guess, legal issues with that. Yeah, potentially KYC, yeah, just, AML, all that. You're now you're, right. you're somebody that's selling Monero. Right. Um, okay. So, but this, you're, this you're effectively not. You're just selling uh, this thing that could hold Monero and you're filling it yourself. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of the, one of the people from Polymer bit, he, he was mostly in charge of helping me to create the design, create the, um, you know, just the, the general graphic, how does it, how does it look? And then another person from the team, uh, he, you know, he was the one that created all the coal wallets and, um, he has this method of being able to just kind of transfer all that to me in a PDF. And I just kind of put it on, a um, if you look at the uh, the specimen Ruo, uh thread on Bitcoin Talk, you can be able to see on the uh, original post that um, it has all the public addresses and it has all the private keys. Or I'm sorry, not private keys, private view keys that is associated with it. So then people can be able to verify those funds later on. And so what people do is that they provide their transaction 
ID on that thread as like a proof of verification. Okay, so, okay, the, so the, the view keys the view are there so there people can see it. it. Right. Okay. Right. So have you so always, have you been, always into been into collectibles, collectibles or is it or just uh, once you got into crypto? Yeah, so I mean, initially, like I, I learned about Bitcoin uh, back in 2012. A uh, buddy, a uh, college roommate of mine, he uh, he showed it to me. I, I don't even remember how he found it. I think it was probably some like 4chan forum or something like that. And uh, he showed me this uh, website that essentially displayed uh, like these like I don't know arbitrary amounts of Bitcoin being sold and bought on these exchanges, and they would pop up in little bubbles says like you know fifty dollars you know hundred dollars or was sold and whatever and um and it was it it was interesting to me interesting but like at the same time i thought it was like some type of scam like it just seemed it didn't seem right uh and you know i didn't really take too much about it at 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 first i just kind of ignored it um and then 2013 happened and i saw the the rise in the price and all that stuff but i still didn't really get into bitcoin um and then uh we got to 2015 where i just so happened to be on like a summer break at the time i was going to school for college and uh <clears throat> i was just on you know i was on reddit hitting the random button found uh uh the subreddit for monero and then um, it, it just led me, you know, one step after another. I just got on Bitcoin talk and um, it, yeah, I just I got really interested in the collectible side of it because it seemed like it was like a hedge in some type of way. It's like, a, I don't know, like you're investing in art, but at the same time you're investing in crypto you're, and you're at the same time at, you're investing in precious metals at the same time with a couple of these coins, you know, you got silver coins and um, that are, that had the same type of thing. You have the, at the back, they have um, uh, a private key that's on the backside of the coin and then they have a hologram. So as to, you know, prevent anybody from being able to spend it. And for, for some reason, it just intrigued me. I just, I, I got into that sort of side of the community and, um, it's just intrigued me, and I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just I was trying to fill a niche that, you know, to have a way to to have continuous funds for the dev team. Um, I don't know. It's just I, it's, it's, it, it, I've always had this idea back about two years ago, and it just I, I talked to Polymer a bit um, about the the idea of it. He said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll help you in any type of way you want me to," and uh, you know, he, he just walked me through every step, and it was um, he made it real easy. So. I'm glad he did. So hopefully it takes off. I don't know if it will take off. I mean, at, I mean, still at this point in time, I mean, we still got probably like, I would say like 40% of the notes still to sell. So, and, and at this point in time, I'm just breaking even. So if I were to sell every note um, that I have, then I would be getting my money back. And then I would also fund another um, a project. Um, and that's that's where the thirty five dollars came from. Is I'm just trying to break even, and then just um, keep on continuing the project, um, which then all that profit from there would go to the dev team, and then continue another project. Um, and uh, so I don't know if I'm going to keep on selling them. I don't know if the you know if people will take a liking to it or not. But uh, well, hopefully it will. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just cool that you're that you started, started it, you're working on it. Yeah. Um, um, 
it's interesting that you got into collectible thing uh, out of all things, but it is it is kind of a big space in, uh, right. in crypto land. I was just talking to another guy today, who uh, actually the the morph token guy. I don't know if you if you use morph token at all. Uh, nah, he's, he's really, really into collectibles and stuff. Whenever oh, really? at, like I see him at events, he's always like, yeah, checking out the different. Uh, uh, crypto collectibles, and he's he knows a lot about it. Uh, all the right. different coins that have been created over the years. He's actually developing a, a watch. Looks really cool that he's working uh, on. Really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I haven't uh, seen anything about that yet, but I'll be looking out for it. Um, I, I I guess the thing that intrigued me the most is that you know you you know you're seeing something that's being sold as one Bitcoin, for example, and then it's being you know at the time when I got really into it, it was like being sold for like three Bitcoin. And, you know, it's, it's just, it, for you know, for some reason that part intrigued me is like, okay, you know, I, I get it that it's attached to this silver metal, uh, but I don't understand how, you know, how it's getting that much more value attached to it. And it's just, you know, the fact of, you know, it's a rare collectible art piece, essentially, that mm-hmm. uh, there's a market for. And, um, and that was, th- that's what initially started the idea of, oh, maybe I can be able to take you know, that market and be able to kind of put it in, you know, some of that profit into uh, the, the dev space. So I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. well, it's a testing thing that I'm, I'm working on and we'll, uh, we'll see if it, if it pans out. I don't know. <laughs> so What's interesting with uh, Bitcoin in particular, it, it kind of creates actual cash, a fungible thing that you can pass around, right? Because now you are just passing around the actual private key. Right, uh, person to person. It's not on the blockchain. It's not being recorded. It's uh, kind of like that same concept as a, like an open dime, essentially. Exactly, you know, exactly. you know, and um, but at the same time, it, you know, you have a lot of people that don't want to peel any of these, you know, coins or notes or anything because you know, essentially, it is an art piece, and yeah. um, you know, you do have people actually as um, the 2017 spike, uh, they had uh, a lot. A lot of people were peeling their Casatius coins, and Casatius is like the gold standard, I guess, it, when it comes to collect collectibles. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that's what everybody kind of goes for. Um, and there's a ton of people that were peeling their, you know, one, five, twenty-five Bitcoin coins, and you know, you're just thinking, well, okay, well, that leaves, you know, two hundred, one hundred, fifty of these coins left, or whatever. And it just, right. you can see how later on in, you know you know 20 years from now you could see how these things could be potentially really valuable on itself just because it's an art piece right it's the ultimate symbol for for hodling right because it's like exactly. you, ma- you managed to keep it through all the forks and all the all the peaks and all the valleys you, you still held on yeah to you, you can see how point. a lot of people would be tempted during those really uh, uh i guess spiky moments where you're th- you're just seeing it in your hand you're thinking well i could just easily just peel this thing and just put it on a exchange and get some cash out of it well i can and that does happen to people sometimes then therefore it makes that collectible more valuable for the other hollers in that aspect <laughs> so. so how much do those go for now do you know the caucasus ones the uh the... uh yeah caucasus uh Cassatius. so for um like uh so here's the thing the other interesting part of it to me is that you know as bitcoin gets way more expensive you know compared to 2016 2015 um you see that the market kind of downtrends but at the same time you are still making 
money in the US dollar or whatever fiat you invested in at the time. So like, for example, so what I was saying, like 2016, 2015, I got, uh, I got interested in collectibles about, you know, seeing Casatius coins, one bit, uh, Bitcoin, Casatius coin was being sold for about three Bitcoin. So that's a $600 Bitcoin that is being sold for $1,800, right? So you might have hold that coin all the way through and sold it until now, right? You sell that one Bitcoin for, you know, however much it's going for now, eight, you know, 8,500. And then you get a 0.4 Bitcoin profit on top of that, right? So it's going for 1.4 Bitcoin just on average. And so like, let's just say, but you're still also making like what? $4,000, I guess. But you're still, you're still accumulating. You're still uh, profiting us dollar wise, but you're, I don't know. You're, you're, you're still profiting, but you're, you're, you're not, I guess, profiting in the long-term aspect. It would have been better to keep that, Bitcoin, you know, as a digital, as a digital form, you'd be better to keep that three Bitcoin. But uh, I don't know. It's just this whole market system is so early on. It's so, I don't know, it's so new that, you know, who knows what's going to be better if it's better to hold digital coins or is it better to hold physical art pieces if it all goes to zero? Because if Monero goes all, goes all to zero, you know, maybe these other notes or coins that have Monero on them might be really valuable just in a cool, like, you know, you might see it in a pawn, you know, pawn stars or something like that. You know, like, who knows what, you know, what 20 years down the road, what that would be worth. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. The, yeah. the hedge aspect of it. Right. So, it's, yeah, it's, that's a good point. It's, it's hedging. You know, it's, it really is what it is. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I know I know you want to give these away, but we'll wait to right. the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So what's uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit more about like your whole uh, take on on the space, I guess. So you said you got in. You it sounds like you were looking at it pretty early on, um, but then you didn't get in till around 2015 when you were just randomly searching Reddit, came across the Monero forum, right, uh, and got into the collectibles. Did were you also I'm assuming you also obviously got into the technology as well, not just the collectible part of it. Uh, yeah. So um, is, it, is Monero something that you're particularly interested in or that just is where you've kind of uh, randomly found yourself? Well, so at first, yeah, I mean, like when I found Monero, it was interesting because I didn't know anything about Bitcoin from a technical from a technical viewpoint so I, i'm so i found this imagine finding a subreddit about this random thing that you have no idea about and it's comparing itself to this other thing that you've heard about sort of but you know you just all you know is that it's this thing that you seems like a scam you know it seems like some ponzi scheme whatever and it's it's comparing itself to being better than that well it so like that part alone got me down this really deep rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like, so I looked at, you know, um, a, a lot of these discussions being had about what it is that makes Monero better. Um, and me not knowing anything at first, it's just like, okay, well, I can just understand the, the technical aspect that, yes, I've seen Bitcoin being mentioned when it, 
you're talking about the deep web or the dark web, you know, and how people, uh, you know, obtain drugs. I had some people back, you know, I had some friends back in the day that would tell me, oh, I, you know, this dark web Bitcoin thing, I've, you know, that's how I've obtained drugs or whatever before. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about Tor. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. And, uh, and so essentially like it, I was looking at it from a completely different viewpoint. I have no idea. And so just seeing that everything needs to have, like the purpose of cryptocurrency is that it's supposed to be hiding something, right? You don't use cryptographic proofs or you don't use, you know, PGB to like publicly broadcast yourself, you know, to the world. You're trying to hide amounts. You're trying to, you're trying to, you know, essentially create something that's like, you know, digital cash, something that you can not be traced back to you. And that's what Bitcoin was initially trying to do. And that's what I was reading and seeing, seeing that there was these discussions being had that was kind of putting it down in layman's terms of how it was that Monero was different from Bitcoin was essentially something that took me down that rabbit hole. And it forced me to learn about, you know, the inputs and outputs and what it is about a ring signature and what it is about stealth addresses and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's what initially kind of, I guess, uh, sparked it for me, I guess, at, at first. Um, and I don't know, like from there, I just I, I kept on being curious about it. I kept on reading. I remember uh, I went from Reddit to go over to IRC, the chat rooms for that we, you know, where all the devs and um, just community members go and chat on the chat rooms. And uh, uh, I remember I had like this old shitty, like uh, just Mac or not Mac as a windows, uh, just PC. And uh, someone uh, uh, Gingeropolis. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with him. Uh, he he got me to finally start mining Monero, which was super exciting for me. Like I finally was able to to do some of this. Like uh, to me, it seemed like I was like some type of computer hacker or something like that. That like seemed really cool at the time, and uh, I was getting like like. 12 hashes per second and i was like yes like i'm gonna get some monero i'm gonna like i'm gonna have you know i'm finally figuring out this mining thing and then i realized oh 12 hashes a second really sucks so um i don't know if i'm going on this random tangents i don't know you can stop me at any time but uh yeah i mean i what's interesting about when i got into monero from the beginning in 2015 comparing it to now is that everything's on like everybody has these um like this tribal aspect of like you know having to like root for a team it seems like you have to root for your you know bitcoin maximalist team or your monero maximalist team and it's not looking at it from uh, i guess like comparing myself in 2015 when i was just i didn't had no idea about anything about cryptocurrencies and i was seeing that you know I was I was able to kind of see like oh well yeah of course if Bitcoin, every Bitcoin tra- transactions being publicly broadcast that's you know in a cryptocurrency sense obviously Monero would be the best choice because everything's obscure more obscure than Bitcoin and um it, you know it, it would be better if people 
I guess didn't root for a tribal team. I mean, I guess I'm guilty in, in some ways about you know having a root from Monero, but that's just I find that it's the best option right now as a digital cash. Um, if there was something that comes out later, I try to kind of keep my mind open to research other stuff. If there's other stuff that comes up that might be better than Monero, um, I try to keep my eyes and ears open and hear arguments out. But uh, it seems like comparing 2015 and 2019, it seems like everybody's getting on these bandwagons. You have to be a maximalist in some way, just some type of maximalist. And uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting to look back on for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I say this on the show all the time. You know, we're, it's, this yeah, is a uh, we're digital we're cash maximalist. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Monero just happens to be the best version right now. But the idea and, you know, is keeping ourselves open minded and on the lookout for something that could potentially do it better. My hope is Monero maintains its role as being digital cash just because that's the horse i have chosen so it's easier for me to stick with that horse well, uh, let me ask you something but i try like, to maintain my open-minded do you viewpoint. think that it's only you don't mind if i ask you a question right uh no, so like not. so do you think that people would always want to digitally transact money over having physical money like do you think that there would be a point in time where even if we're using monero let's just say we're using monero and it has some type of lightning network associated with it so where you know scaling is not a problem you can essentially use like visa would there be any time where people would be comfortable of not holding something and giving something over to receive something else i don't think that there will be ever it's time where that's i don't think that people are comfortable like the i'm talking about the broad spectrum of people on earth like i don't think that there would be everybody would be comfortable to to digitally hold a currency that you know maybe not you know everybody's not going to understand and therefore there's not going to be that much trust in it i think that there has to be different i feel like there's gonna be a point in time like let's just say if crypto were to actually become a world reserve currency or a, a country reserve currency rather than the federal reserve. I think that there will be, you know, it's bound to happen that you're going to have people trusting a third party. I think you really can't get around from that. And it's a matter of how, how do you, I mean, do you think that there will be only digital payments in the future? I do. Yeah. I definitely think that's, uh, you know, to, that will be the mass majority of what payments will be. I mean, we're already there in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, things like Venmo or uh, what's the one in China that everybody uses. I mean, like, uh, I mean, that it, Alibaba Pay or that yeah, or yeah. Uh, yeah. But everybody's, you know, everybody over there is trying, you know, they're not using blockchain, they're not using Bitcoin, but they're using. Uh, but a vast majority still money. use, uh, like, they have, a f- like, let's just say if you're they're using, like, uh, Apple Pay or something like that, mm-hmm. or if they're using uh, the MasterCard, you right. still have a phone that you can put up to the thing and it transacts money for you. Or you, I mean, and if anything happens with that transaction that goes bad, you can at least go to Apple. Oh, say, the, like, right. So the whole third party thing is what yeah, you're saying. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think is yeah, that's my point is that is peer to peer digital cash. I I just don't 
that's the only part I'm still not completely sold on. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I can but, see that. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, th- I think that will be, you know, kind of the rails, you know, that everybody, everything will be built upon that. Uh, you know, you'll have some people that will use it in its purest, most natural form, which is peer to peer using it in the right way. Uh, without any third parties, without relying on anybody, without anybody holding your keys, or you're not, no, you know, you're not trusting anybody uh, to hold your keys. And mm-hmm. others will use it in a different way, where they kind of don't even realize they're using it. Uh, and then there's, th- you know, third party services that are built on top of it, intermediaries that make you feel like, uh, you know, where things will feel like they already do today in terms of digital currency. Right. Uh, but it's like Monero, Bitcoin, whatever it may be that's flowing through it, that's kind of running it uh, on a product that's being run on a protocol level. But there will be those different layers. So like, you know, the, right. the, the noobs may be, you know, using things like, like like look at like even like Coinbase. Right. I mean, people mm-hmm. are like you're not really using crypto at that point. If, if you buy your crypto on Coinbase, keep it on Coinbase and then send to other people on Coinbase like Right. What, what have you? Well, I, I guess like uh, I, I'm looking at it from a perspective of like, okay, if you're if the whole point of cryptocurrencies as of right now at, in this time is that it's mainly t- marketing to people that have a huge distrust in governments and and you know uh, the Federal Reserve or central banks, any type of central authority. Uh, I feel like you know out of those people. You know, compared to the world population, it's got to be okay. Uh, let's just let's just give an arbitrary number, like ten percent of the people, fifteen percent of those people. All right. So, out of those fifteen percent of those people, how many people do you think that um, will have a like a doomsday apocalyptic, you know, like uh, uh, you know, economic collapse of something? Uh, I would say probably another ten percent of that population. All right. Now, out of those, like, I feel like that is the core group of people that is, I don't know. I feel like people don't necessarily trust even the internet being around and during those apocalyptic situations or like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's. I I see what you're saying. I think, well, I think that's the, the, you know, where the early adopters or I don't know if you. But people with that mindset are the early adopters, right? right? So like the libertarians, the people that like really see the value in having uh, an asset or a currency that's not owned by any bank or country that's literally peer to peer. There's 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 people that understand the value in that, and they're the early mm-hmm. adopters. Uh, and then yeah, for the rest of the world, they don't really see the value in that and understand, and may never actually actualize why that is valuable uh but uh overall it's more i think a more efficient way of uh transacting value so Mm -hmm. it's it's slowly it slowly will be adopted and i think there will be big moments in time that kind of usher that in like like when we had like when cyprus uh you know, basically took a haircut off of everyone's savings account and whatever that was 2013, you kind of saw Mm -hmm. like a little spike in Bitcoin there. People be like, Oh wait, Mm -hmm. there's this other technology where if it existed, you wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So granted Cyprus, small place, it's not happening all over the world. Banks aren't stealing everybody's money. Well, some could argue they are, uh, but not in, not in a a very obvious way all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but it existed as a technology. Now, now, where years later, 
Monero, Bitcoin, they're, they're even stronger than they were then. And mm-hmm. the next time there is some kind of global world event, it exists there as this island, as this hedge. And mm-hmm. it will continue to exist there. It seems to just be getting stronger and growing stronger. So I think it will happen in small waves. And, you know, maybe the next thing is a, is, is a larger global event. You know, Cyprus was a small country, but, you know, it hits some larger country. Uh, or I mean, look at look what's happening in Venezuela right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And people see, oh, wait, but I could Point. use port over to Bitcoin. Does everybody mm-hmm. live in Venezuela? Do people in America really have that need, that use case to to move over to Bitcoin and Monero? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. But in, right. in seeing what's going on in these other countries and realizing we're also fiat based and also potentially prone to these things, you think, wait, maybe I should own a little bit of this as a hedge, you know, and then right. it just slowly starts to grow in that manner. But I, I do understand what you're saying is that whatever, 95% of the world doesn't really feel the effect of why you need it. But I think that just means that it's going to be a slow growing thing. Uh, this this kind of like we were, this essentially right. this head against traditional uh, assets and forms of money. Well, let's just say, I mean, even if we were to have like a, a point in time where people kind of understand, like, let's just say from, I don't know, uh, like going to the air or going to a different country just to be able to have your currency be converted to another like that country's currency there might you know be i guess a little bit more of like a oh this is not a cryptocurrency where i have to hide my assets and i'm trying to hide something this is just an international thing this is something that everybody from every country can kind of get value from and then that it's kind of like the same thing as gold for, for one thing, um, I feel like at some point in time, you know, as of right now, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't trust anything, <laughs> like for one part. And that's what I like about it. I mean, this, you're seeing things from different viewpoints that you haven't really thought of before. And, um, I, you know, I read a lot of, you know, libertarian magazines and I've read a lot of, uh, you know, any type of magazine, New York times. I, I read a lot of different stuff that kind of gets me in a different mindset, views it from different angles. So let's just say, can we always rely on, you know, the, the power grid? Can we always rely on satellites? Can we always rely on the internet being here? uh for you know at all times so i would say that yes for sure you could like i would bet money on that but there's a lot of people that don't have that trust and i just like for example so like for the there's this thing that just recently came out about a couple months ago uh that's um the utah goldbacks is in and i don't i'm sure you probably haven't heard of it. it just came out probably like a couple months ago and it's this it's the same type of concept with the Monero notes that you have this polymer synthetic polymer type of bill but um in that polymer you have like fractions of a gram of gold that's actually on that bill itself and so there's a value to that right um that's a, that's essentially not tied to a bank that's um they that have to go to like uh with the the gold standard um type of currencies from way back where you have to go to a, a bank to be able to say, Hey, here's my $1 gold certificate. Uh, I would like my $1 in gold back, please. 
uh, is actually in the bill itself, right? So is there a point in time where, you know, a lot of these libertarian cryptocurrency type of people that can say, hey, well, maybe that might be a better alternative to have something that's a precious metal. We're getting back to our roots as a society of having a precious metal uh, paper-based currency that where it's completely untraceable and then we can get back to the roots. Well, I would say probably not because everything's becoming digitalized, right? Um, and I would say that, but, but if I guess what I'm trying to get at as my point is that there's these other alternatives that keep on being produced that kind of improves on this idea of like a better currency system. Um, whereas I still think to this day that Monero is the best current currency system there is. Uh, but I see these things coming out like the Utah goldbacks, like it's Utah, the state of Utah essentially is saying like, okay, everybody in, you know, every business that wants to accept this as a currency can, and they, and you, and they're saying that it's not illegal in any way. Will Utah eventually say Monero will want to do that? I don't know. I mean, well, like to have businesses accept Monero, I don't know, but it's just, it's interesting to, to see those new projects come out and uh and see where it goes i just i like seeing these different projects kind of take off and that's kind of the same concept i have with the specimen specimen rujo notes is that uh it's you know you have something physical that you can have loaded monero on that you can show people that's the part that i like about it yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I don't see those things as uh, uh, diluting the space or showing. I, I see them as kind of uh, representative of the fact that these ideals that are behind Bitcoin and Monero are going a little bit more mainstream uh, to the point where you have these competing things coming out being like, well, you might as well use the Utah Goldbacks. Uh, you're right. Gonna, but, but they really don't, com I really don't see them personally as competing with Bitcoin and Monero because it, no. they're kind of a step, they're kind of a step backwards. It's like, all right, they do some of what those things do, but at the end of the day, they're not digital cash. I can't, you know, right. uh, cross the, you know, go around the globe with, uh, you know, a, uh, a brain wallet in my brain worth, you know, a hundred million dollars. I mean, right. you can't do that with Utah Goldbacks. Um, right. No. Yeah. And I, and I think there's definitely a, a need for having a decentralized peer to peer, uh, currency cash like system. That, that's why I'm a huge fan of Monero. Yeah. And in, ter but, in terms of your other thing, just for just one of your other mm -hmm. points, uh, you know, like the, the idea of, oh, well, what happens, you know, when the grid goes down, all that stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, well, if that happens, we have a lot worse problems. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you know, we're, we're still uh, the infrastructure still being built. I mean, as you, I'm sure you've heard about the satellites that have been put up by mm -hmm. Blockstream, yep. uh, you know, so that that's. That shows you what the future may hold in terms of creating a robust infrastructure. And then the tech itself is pretty robust. I mean, you know, the internet goes down tomorrow. You still have your private keys, right? They're not vanishing. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, it's going to be hard to transact on the blockchain. Uh, but, you know, it's not like everything just disappears. Um, yeah. So, so things are are pretty robust and redundant. And if you know, we must we have much bigger problems when the internet goes down. There's always that argument as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to see the 
the core, I guess, di- cryptocurrency like Bitcoin that was, you know, the, the root of it all is becoming more, I guess, um, rah-rah, like they, they seem to want to become more centralized. A lot of these, a lot of these communities, like with uh, the Lightning Network and, you know, uh, rooting for, um, you know, not, not rooting for uh, one CPU, one vote type of system, like with RandomX, um, you know, they, they support uh, a lot of the these major players uh, in the mining aspect, it's totally getting away from the point. It's totally getting away from these, these peer to peer, you can't, you know, censorshipless cash like systems. And um, that's what has me a lot. I mean, really excited for this next coming up fork is that, you know, it's, it's enabling random, you know, people like me to be able to try to mine again with my, 12 hashes a second type of thing. I mean, it's a, it's obviously that's not going to be any good, but that, that, I mean, it essentially gives me a better playing field and it, and incentivizes people to actually participate in the network. Um, and the thing that, you know, I like about what, you know, with the dev team is that they're always, you know, criticizing their own type of, they're always, I guess, dissecting it and trying to like, if someone were to go on Reddit right now and, you know, post a long, uh, article that uh, kind of tries to, I guess, um, attack Monero or to be able to prove all these points that says that it's not as anonymous or it's not secure because of the hashes or whatever. They accept that, you know, that they, they readily, I mean, the commu- it seems like the community readily accept, accepts that. And they tried to s- explain in a very uh, understandable way for normal people like me back even back in 2015 when I came about um, how that's not how they think that that's not true um, how they can prove that and then if there are vulnerable vulnerabilities that come up in that conversation then they will say okay well maybe that we can be able to work on that later and then put that in the next hard fork uh, whereas Bitcoin never hard forks <laughs> like ever. And it just um it just seems like you know it's it's so to be able to have uh like a a Monero research lab that has all these people coming up with new types of ways to obscure payments and to be able to make the efficiency better um you know that that research is eventually going to get put into the next hard fork or the next couple hard forks at some given point in time if it proves worth worthy you know and that's i feel like that's how any uh computer system should be is is that's how linux works is you know you're having an uh uh, upgrade every you know two years um and that's how it should be you know you're always constantly improving you're not resorting to oh this is what the original founder said this is how it should be we should not touch it you know right Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. Look, look at the the Constitution, or you know, the United States, right? So, like, exactly. Yeah. Granted, you're you're not upgrading it every every day, but there there is a means and methods to do it, and sometimes you need to do it. Uh, obviously, in the in the early days, things got upgraded a lot more than they do now, right? So that's the way I see, you know, Monero. It's and and crypto. It's like. You know, we're still in the early days. We're still we're still building oh, the, totally. the, the general framework. Uh, and then once you have that strong uh, substructure and it's all set, then sure, you know, don't don't touch it again, or you know, only touch it if if necessary. But to to claim that you've already achieved 
digital cash is, I think, a little naive when clearly Bitcoin hasn't. Uh, and they're, they, they've pretty much given up on that, right? So they're not trying to right. implement confidential transactions. They're not trying to make it fungible on well, the, on the base it, level. They've kind of given up on that. Uh, whereas Monero, we're still, we're still working yeah, towards it. But I do think once we do get closer, then I do agree that maybe, you know, and I think the community, and I'm sure you would agree as well, then you would probably not want to upgrade as often and eventually almost get to the point where you're rarely upgrading, right? Right. Well, you know, I always find it hilarious. <laughs> like, you know, you would see like, oh, well, Bitcoin could be able to uh, to put in confidential transactions. Like, you know, that it's going to be it's an eventual, you know, eventual thing that Bitcoin would pass. And, you know, you know, Monero is going to become obsolete. And, you know, well, you, you don't have to you know worry about that. Bitcoin eventually get around to it. It doesn't seem that way. You know, it doesn't really seem like um, there's a whole push and strive to like, okay, let's let's get these vulnerabilities that, you know, people have criticized us about and to be able to improve on that. Whereas, you know, in Monero, you have people that criticize and it's not like you have to you don't see people defending themselves and saying like, hey, you know, don't it's more like. Uh, let me explain, explain my viewpoint. And if, you know, after conversations are had and they see that there is a vulnerability, there's, it's not like, Oh, let's hide that. It's let's find a solution to this and, uh, and we're in, make that into the next upgrade. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, obviously you can't make a program, you know, a hundred percent, you know, right from the get go, there's going to be bugs that are going to be found and you should, uh, improve on those butts so yeah totally agree and it's just you, like you know with the constitution like you were saying something about the constitution earlier i mean the constitution was created as like you know a, a, a livable document that was the what the four founders wanted you know they were saying you know we obviously understand that this document is going to serve the purpose for future generations now granted I mean, I don't think that we're really living up to the, the, the standards the forefathers would have wanted back then or, you know, we're trying to hope for uh, due to, you know, uh, privacy violations and to other liberty issues. But I, I think that it, it, it was important for them to say this is not live, a livable document that people should amend on in the future and people should work on. Like preserving these values, it's more about the values more than anything. And um, and and I feel like Monero uh, strongly holds Bitcoin's original values um, to heart. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. it, it tries to it 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 does whatever it can to uphold those values. If that right. means uh, upgrading and making some tweaks, it, 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 the community comes together and right. that's something that needs to be done to up, uphold the value of maintaining yeah. itself as digital cash. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it, I, I, I found myself really lucky to be able to have found this and to be able to, I, to be able to come into uh, a random subreddit, right. With uh, no knowledge of what Bitcoin is from before. Cause I feel like that would kind of hinder your thinking. It would hinder your, I don't know, willingness to look up one thing or another and I, I, I kind of, I'm skeptical of myself sometimes too, because like, what if I, you know, what if I am becoming this cult like person that doesn't is trying to like always block out something that you know someone might propose, 
And it's like, oh, well, that's not right or whatever. And, you know, obviously Monero does these other things because that's, that's going down the same problem, you know, the same road that, you know, we've gotten to with Bitcoin. And I think that uh, it, it's very important to have a flexible mind always with uh, these type of projects just because it is so new. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, do you, so do you actively, do you use Monero? Do you uh, yeah, send it uh, around? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I used to use it a lot uh, back, uh, well, I guess around like 2017 when I guess the price of Monero went up a little bit. I, I used uh, XM, XMR2, to, mm-hmm. the, the, the website, that um, uh, to be able to, to send people Bitcoin payments uh, and that sort of thing. Um, that's That was the... Well, actually, no. I, I'm sorry. There are some people on the on the forums that I've I've bought some stuff from uh, in Monero that they say that they would want to accept Monero. But um, other than that, you know, other than the collectible purposes, no, mm-hmm. not really. And I've actually been meaning to to buy your uh, gratuitous. Uh, oh, cool. Thing. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to buy a bag, but uh, I've 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 totally I've had some other stuff in my life kind of going on at this point in time and. Uh, slipped my mind, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna get that. Awesome, man! <laughs> that's a, nice, that's a, that's so, a good yeah, segue because yeah. I wanted to make yeah. mention of that. That so anybody that's watching now, that's gratuitous.org. It's a um, a website we started where you could currently purchase coffee. Uh, we'll be adding other products, but the idea is you could purchase coffee and then you can tip the producers behind it. You can tip the farmers, send them tips directly in Monero. And then we're going to be adding other products too, like tea and honey and other things like that. And you'll I'm be excited to- for the tequila. Well, tequila is going to be a little difficult. We were, we were looking into that. That one's going to be hard. I'm, I was excited for that one too. I Come know. on, man. It might be a little hard to do. I know. I know. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as we thought. But definitely next one will probably be tea. And uh, But yeah, tequila is tequila's a little down the road. But I love how's the, the How's the business been? Uh, you know, slow growing as you could imagine. But uh, yeah. we, uh, we're using this show as the platform to get it out. And then the idea is so any money we make will obviously helps you know support this lifestyle right so uh help support the show but i i was really curious have you had any feedback from the farmers uh well from the owner of the farm we speak with the owner of the farm we're going to be posting uh we have videos now of the farmers that we the owner interviewed them so we're going to be posting those soon on twitter uh they interviewed each of the uh farmers I was hoping to go down there soon. So hopefully if things start to pick up a little bit more, I can get a little more active in this startup. I mean, for me, it's kind of like the, the dream is, you know, I'm traveling around the world, going to different farms, meeting the farmers, hooking them up with the private keys, talking to them about crypto. That's like the, the ultimate dream with the business. That sounds Um, like it's such a great idea, man. That's a, it's it's pretty cool. Thank you. Startup. Yeah. But uh, oh, the other thing. So I guess as we're segueing, when I was asking, do you ever use Monero? Because now one of our spon- our sponsor now is Cake Wallet, which yeah. is kind of always our unofficial sponsor since I would basically always talk about them anyway. Mm. I'm sure you've heard on the show. So for anybody watching, Cake, we're sponsored by Cake Wallet. Uh, I personally use Cake Wallet. I have an iOS phone. Um, I I hold some Monero on there, and I hold it on my Cake Wallet because it is the uh, wallet that I trust. So anybody that is looking to get into Monero, use Monero, uh, that owns an iPhone, 
I recommend Cake Wallet. Uh, there are other, you know, there are other wallets out there. Cake is trusted by the community. It's open source. You I hold, use it. Yeah. You hold your own keys. You use Cake as well. Yep. Uh, I when I you, when I was a Bitcoin guy, uh, Bread Wallet used to be my uh, thing. Uh, and I was yeah. into it because of the idea that you held your own keys and it, you know, down, you know, it was basically uh, through actually through the blockchain itself, not using any servers or anything for the transactions. Mm-hmm. So Cake Wallet kind of <laughs> is is that for Monero uh, in my mind. So that's why I've always been a k- big Cake Wallet guy. So, yeah, that, that's that's Good it stuff. for the sponsor sponsor talk. Um, but, yeah, do you want to should we get to the uh, I think we have yeah. people that are watching and waiting. Yes. Uh, for absolutely. the announcement. All right. All right, so I'm going to be doing a lot of looking at my screen because I'm pulling up the chain now. So at this point in time, so we have 1941135. So 1941135 is the block that I'm looking at, so people can be able to verify. Um, So last two digit characters, 92. So that would be uh, the odd numbers. That would have it. So wait, the first one is nine two. So yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. We're going off the end. So it's it's always uh. So for these raffles, uh. So to, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, crypto like on, on Bitcoin Talk, they have a lot of raffles on there. Uh, you take the block that um you're looking at. You look at the block hash. Uh, the last two characters on that hash is what you're looking at. So. I'm looking at xmrchain.net, and I'm looking at block 1941135. We got 92. So how I'm doing it is because um, uh, you have the hexadecimal uh, system, so you have 16 characters that you can possibly have. Mm -hmm. So there was was more than 16 participants. Uh, So I just – I filled it. In order to have more than 16 characters or 16 people participating, we had to uh, extend it to another uh, character. So, anyways, long story short, uh, we we got the the pace spin up. I don't know if we can possibly. I mean, I, I can be able to link it later on Twitter to how I'm picking it. But uh, do you want me to write anything write in, the in the chat? Chat. Uh, and, oh, can I? Can I? I don't even know. But I could, um, I could write it for you. So. We'll- uh, yeah, so it's basically so you're taking um that long list of that pace spin of people that I have. Um, it's the the so every odd number that is listed there that um it it's it's the odd number. So it's so for example nine two you would have it would be an odd number. So all the odd numbers would be participating, and then you have two. So whoever's number two that I have to the side of it. So I, I I can't really. It's hard to explain, but uh, I'll explain later if people want. So the, the, winner, the w- winner number one is number two. Is that two? Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, so so it's it's wandering pup, uh, John St- Stevenson. Uh, All right. All right. Wandering John pup. Uh, yep. That's it. Yep. So congratulations to John Stevenson. How many are are you giving out right now? So it's how's so. It- I have a couple of buddies of mine that uh, I've been um, 
I, I've been uh, giving these away to a, a couple close friends of mine uh, from the, the, the forums and um, a, a close buddy of mine from in real life. Uh, so I've, I've actually given away two sets, and this is my third. So awesome. congratulations. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, but there's 100, set, uh, 100 sets in total. And we're planning on doing another hundred sets for the next run. So, um, and sets meaning two notes. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So right. we'll see how it, uh, how it works out. Hopefully, it hopefully it turns out well. And if not, it's uh, it's a good story to tell later on in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, like I said. I, I'm I wanted to have you. On. I I try anybody that's doing something in the Monero community, no matter what it is, especially if it's a creative project uh, like a. Mm -hmm. a a passion project mm -hmm. uh it's important to get you out there and this happens to be a very cool one obviously you know uh for all the reasons you're talking about right uh, yeah you know, yeah it's, it's it's interesting so I, even I, though go ahead even though i'm even though i'm i'm actually not uh i'm actually losing a little bit of money from the giveaways honestly i don't care it's something that's been in the back of my mind for like two years and uh <laughs> it's just nice to finally have it uh actually up and running so i'm happy to give people you know these notes or whatever away and um and and so from now on i don't have to spend any money to keep starting up these projects it's just me working on you know the next uh, the, the carbon series that's coming out so carbon whatever the next upgrade will be so mm -hmm, <laughs> we'll mm -hmm. see yeah, yeah, like you know, with gratuitous, like I said, we're not making any money, but you know, it's it's a passion project. It's something exactly. that, yeah. uh, and, and I and obviously you see it as also helping to grow the community and grow exactly. Monero. And I'm sure you own a few Monero yourself, so you benefit yeah. tangentially from that as as the ecosystem right. grows. Yeah, uh, and and also I want to make one uh, one more mention. Um, so for those, so a lot of these uh, the the artwork that came into the notes that was uh, that was in the design is uh, it's all community. Um, a lot of it is community uh, Monero symbols or Monero cartoons or whatever that got uh, incorporated or somewhat kind of hidden in the background in some weird ways. Uh, uh so i appreciate all those people i didn't really contact any of those people but um for the next run of notes uh if there's any uh community members that want to be able to contribute art projects or anything like that please uh get in contact with me on reddit uh flow 412 um or on twitter same thing flow 412 um so we'll, we're looking for any about any type of uh cooperation on this as a community to to produce the next series so yeah very cool, Very cool, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's it. I think we covered it. All right. Anything else we talk about? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it. I definitely appreciate you having me on. This has uh, been a cool experience for me. So yeah. Of course, man. Good luck. Good luck on everything. Anybody that's watching. So where where do they find you now? Where are they finding more information? Obviously, I put oh. in the show notes. But if you want to. Yeah. So um, there's a thread on Bitcoin Talk. I I I. I I link that on uh, the Twitter pages I have. Uh, the my main one is Flume four one two, and the other one is uh, at Spesmonarujo. Um, uh, there's some tough spellings, some, and I'll be sure to, uh, I guess, try to. I guess I can message you those those things that I want to kind of put in the show notes. So yeah, yeah, text me all the links. We'll add it to the show notes. So wait, the the name of this print is the Baron Butterfly. What is the uh, the name of Boron the, Butterfly? Boron yeah. Butterfly was just which was the last fork, right? Or that was the last fork. Yep. What is the name of the upcoming one? 
You know? I, that's I, I was actually posting on the forums not too long ago, like a day ago. I was like, uh, is there any talk about it? And I don't think there's been a thread on it yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought they already and, had a name. Okay. No, they haven't. Um, I think there are some suggestions, and yeah. I don't know. Th maybe this will uh, spark an interest on in getting another name up. So, uh, uh, yeah, for for me, it's exciting. So hopefully, it'll, there'll be a name picked sometime soon. So. Awesome, man. I'm sure we'll have something with the word random in it. I'm a, like, <laughs> yeah. or next. Well, it, whatever, next whatever started with a C. Okay. So oh, carbon, okay. Right, 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 carbon, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, sir. Thank you. Good luck on everything. And uh, definitely stay in touch. Send me those links. We'll add them to the show notes. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thank yep. you, man. Thanks for coming on. Be good. Take care.